You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be guiding you to our host today. Uh, joining me in the studio, as always, is Ken, Neil, and Jeff. How are you guys doing? Hey, yeah. Hey, what up? Well, that was new. <laughs> yeah. Trying some new things. Trying to, pr- trying to pretend we're full of energy. Ah, wonderful. All right. Well, hosting today's game will be Brent Bolmeyer, who you might remember from previous games as a contestant on a game of death and a regular game. Uh, he's going to be testing out his hosting chops uh, because he's got a new show. So, Brett, why don't you tell us all about that? Hello, guys. How are you? Welcome back. Doing good? Yes, welcome back. Uh, my show is called the Sports Trivia Faceoff. You can find it on iTunes. It launched there uh, this past week. It's basically uh, your run-of-the-mill trivia game formatted in a hockey-style format, which fits because I'm a huge hockey fan. It's all based on sports trivia. I try to run the gamut from sports around here, international sports, sports movies, and if it has to do with sports, I'm liable to ask about it. Yeah, so that sounds good. Any uh, Australian rules football questions for these guys? I, I, <laughs> I have had some Australian rules football <laughs> questions. Funny that you ask that. Um, I believe back in episodes two or three, I asked a question about Aussie rules. <laughs> I assume that some of our listeners are probably into trivia, so it seems like that's a good uh, good crossover section for you. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, a passion. Mind sports has always been a passion, and trivia obviously has been something that I've caught on to in the last couple of years. So it's it's a labor of love. It's it's a blast doing it. Yeah, sports trivia feels like it's one of those things where you're either good at it or you hate it, and every single time it comes up, everyone just kind of like puts their pencil down and gives up on it. Well, it, it's it's funny because you know everybody has their you know I kind of figure out of the four major sports unless you're really deep into it you follow maybe two or three of them mm-hmm. and you'll always have that one like for me it's basketball I'm not an NBA guy um other guys uh, there's a lot of people who will be a big sports people but not hockey fans so I try to watch a gauge that is to test them but not over test them because I could really drill down into the the morass of details when it comes to the NHL um so finding that balance has been a challenge but I think I've struck it all right sounds good yeah and uh, anytime you have a question about ricky vaughn and what number he wears just let me know (laughs) i will ask that advice if i need it (laughs) (laughs) all right well for today's game why don't we go to our rules guy to break it down for us the rules of the game are simple 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece at halftime there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host after regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. And it should be mentioned that this is going to be uh, me and Matt against Jeff and Neil for another uh, ass whooping. Yeah, it, se- <laughs> it seems to be that uh, as we... Uh, we will be the uh, Washington Generals today. I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we need to beat these guys. All right, Brett, ready to take away the game? Absolutely. All righty, number one. I don't have these into categories, so we're just going to let them rip with number one. What character was at first a minor character in the comic strip Thimble Theater, but later became the title character in the strip, its animated cartoons, and many other forms? And you said that was the Thimble Theater? Thimble Theater, yes. 
So um, the consensus here in the studio is that it's probably a small character just based on the Thimble Theater uh, mm -hmm. clue there. Um, but not too much is coming to us, so I yeah. think we're going to lock in with this, Matt. You yeah. good with that? That sounds right. All right. Well, um, it doesn't sound right, but it sounds like an answer. Well, they're <laughs> so they're locked in. Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of a small character that would have had its own comic strip, so if that's the, the right thing. Yeah, my, my joke answer would be um, Tom Thumb for right. two plays on words for Thimble, um, but he would be a fable character and not, not mm -hmm. a comic How about, book character. Uh, it wouldn't be um, Tinkerbell, right? I had the same thought. I don't think so, but... You just want to go with... Sure. Right, we're we're going to lock in for no reason with Tinkerbell. Mm. Well, not for no reason, but for not good reasons. Yeah. And, and we're going to go with uh, Garfield, just because he's a title character. Aha. Well, the answer is the Thimble Theater was developed by a gentleman named Pete Seeger, who actually lived in Chester, Illinois, downstate by me. And the answer is Popeye. Oh. oh. Okay, that kind of that makes sense. Any then. relation to Bob Seeger? Uh, no, I don't think so. I didn't realize that Popeye was in a in a comic strip. Yep. Number two, which Andrew Lloyd Webber musical does the song "Memory" come from? We're, We're both in. We're in. Alrighty. Somebody want to say it though? Um, yeah. So uh, this musical uh, is performed, you know, around the world, and I, I've never seen it. Uh, it's been around for a really long time. I just wanted to make sure that, uh, well, actually, how about meow? I just say the answer. So it's cats. Their former answer would have slotted in quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to say cats over here. So far we have Garfield and cats. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> cats as well. Uh, my favorite thing about this musical is that a song from it is used as a ringtone in Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for his agent who happens to be a cat. That's funny. The answer is indeed cats. All right. Could have let off with that one to warm you guys up. Number three. In what type of vehicle was Boston Marathon bombing suspect Jokar Sarnayev captured? Oh, we're locked in. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we could talk it out. Well, like famous cars I could think of that were involved in nefarious deeds was the white Bronco. And, uh, that's OJ. So that's not anything. Like, yeah, I, I don't. There must be something distinct about it, but I have no idea. I uh, yeah. well, just want to say an Impala. Well, a Jaguar is another cat if you wanted to go with that. Keep our theme going. <laughs> no, let's go with the imp Impala. The Impala. Okay. I do kind of remember hearing something, but... So you guys locked in with Impala? Impala. We are. Yeah, he was found hiding in the back of a boat that was dry docked. Oh, what kind of vehicle? Oh. Shoot. Well, <laughs> I should have thought about that one more. <laughs> and the correct answer is indeed boat. Mm. We went a little yeah, it was too like, specific. I think yeah. it was like a speedboat, but I don't want to be any more specific than that. Yeah, it was uh, dry docked in a gentleman's backyard, I believe. Yeah. Alrighty, we are at number four. Who was the last surviving member of the Rat Pack? It's either this guy or that one guy. Yeah. And we're gonna go with this guy. All right. You guys are locked in. We're locked ones, in. I think. So I'm a huge Rat Pack fan, and mm -hmm. I I probably should know this, but um anyway, so the Rat Pack: Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Joey Bishop, and Peter Lawford. My my thinking is Frank Sinatra died in the '90s. In the early 90s? Yeah, I feel like early mid, like 94, 95 comes to mind. Um, and I can't remember if, I think he outlived Dean Martin, and I think he outlived Sammy Davis Jr. Um, I'm almost positive he outlived Sammy Davis Jr. And and I just, I, and I feel bad to say this about them, because they also were famous, but I just, <laughs> Joey Bishop and Peter Lawford, I never really cared for. I mean, they were great, but I just, you know, I don't really follow them. So I'm kind of just leaning towards Frank Sinatra, just because that's the only one I know that was at least alive up until like 94. Up into the 90s. Okay. I'm totally fine with that. You're okay with that? I, I could be way off, but we're just going to lock in with, with the chairman of the board. Yeah, we uh, similarly, uh, the only one of these guys I remember dying within my lifetime, I'm sure some of them did, but I was probably too young to remember, but I specifically remember when Sinatra passed mm -hmm. away. And um, we also wrote Sinatra or other guy, and we didn't know other guy's name, so that didn't help. It right. reminds me so, of so we're, the going other guy. we're going Sinatra as well. The answer he passed away in October of 2007, wow. and it was Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop. No, it was wow. Bishop, okay. <clears throat> Always flying under the radar. Number five, geography this time. How many U.S. state capitals are farther west than Los Angeles? Uh, I think we're locked in. It's at least. Two because you're gonna have Hawaii and Alaska. Hawaii and Alaska, um, Washington it, and Oregon. Would is, have Sa is Sacramento farther west than Los Angeles? Yeah, probably. So we're looking so at least four, four, two, five. four, five. Um, I would say 
four. Let's hedge our bets with four. Okay. We are four. locking in with four. <clears throat> I think Reno, Nevada is actually further west than Los Angeles for reference. So we said five. The answer, actually, we have Sacramento, California, Salem, Oregon, Olympia, Washington, Sparks, Reno, Sparks, Nevada. Actually, it's Carson City. Carson City, yeah. Juneau and Honolulu. So the answer is six. Wow. Well, we were on the right track there. <laughs> yeah. but I knew we, uh, I knew Reno was west, and I was pretty sure that was on the border. I wasn't sure if Carson City was or not. So That's a great question. You, you wouldn't think it would be that many. Successfully researched from one of the many trivia books I own. <laughs> we should probably pick one of those up. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Jeff can't always be our research book. Number six. Henry Bessemer invented the Bessemer converter, which revolutionized the production of what material? Henry Bessemer. Oh, why do I know this name? You couldn't go with Eli Whitney and the cotton gin. It was funny, though. I was like, I felt an Eli Whitney thing coming on. We are going to lock in with a yes. I mean, um, pa- maybe paper. I was trying to remember if he was the guy who was associated with steel. Oh, like sheets of steel? Well, like, well, you know, doing something with like, you know, the, the iron into steel manufacturing process, but I can't remember. He's a real man of steel. I, I was, well, I mean, like, I saw so I was either thinking it was either like fabric or some kind of like metal, but well, I, right. I can't remember where I know his name from. Um, so how about we either go fabric, paper, or metal? I don't know what... <laughs> Which one do you feel think, more confident? Think metal about? might be a little too vague, Neil. They're all very similar. <laughs> fabric, <laughs> fabric. I don't, I don't feel like paper's right. But to be fair, I, I've been on that course before. where I think something's not right, and I'm totally wrong. But um, I don't know. Let's go. Uh, let's go industrial steel making. Industrial steel making. Yeah. Okay. So that's our our final answer. And we are going with plastic. The answer: the Bessemer converter revolutionized the production of steel. Mm. So we are down. Uh, 30 to 10 at this point. Yeah. Already. <laughs> you know, it's early. We still, we got the we got the swing round coming up probably. There's probably some sports questions in there. My fingers uh, crossed. I'm so. turning into Zen Jeff. The off-gassing from my new t-shirt is giving me a high. So mm. we just, <laughs> Ken and Matt need the, uh, the their own Bessemer converter and they'll, they'll get going here. So number seven, cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war is a line from which Shakespearean play? <laughs> Another series of books we should pick up at some point. You know what? The the Shakespearean plays have been coming hard and fast lately, yeah. and I feel so inadequate. Neil missed trivia last week, and we could have really used him. You know what's funny, Neil? That was my first gut reaction. The first thing you wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you you can uh, choose on this one. <laughs> I think you're on the right path, and it would just be a guess. Okay, we're locked in. Um, so the first one I wrote down was Richard the Third. And then uh, I had Macbeth, Julius Caesar, and then uh, Henry V. Could be Caesar, but when I wrote down Richard III, Jeff said um, that one I was thinking of when you wrote it down. So I can't be certain, uh, but in honor of Ian McKellen playing Richard III and Ken loving Lord of the Rings, I'm going to go Richard III. (laughs) (laughs) And it appears that uh, we won't be pulling even at this question at all, so uh, we also went Richard III. Aha, Cry Havoc and Let Slip the Dogs of War is from Julius Caesar. Uh, Ooh. That was that was my, my second yeah. one. At first I just wrote down historical because I figured it had to be yeah. one of those. And then yeah. Picked the wrong guy. It happens. Number eight. What airline ceased to exist on December first, two thousand one? You you're more you think it's the other one? It's one of the two. You guys are in? We are locked yes. in. I definitely um, flew this as a kid. Okay. Well, so we wrote down Pan Am and TWA. I do remember when TWA went away because I think was it United that bought them? Could be. Um, I can't remember. Maybe it was American. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know. I know they both were around and they both ceased to exist. And this was in the 2000s, so it would have been when we were in high school. Let's. Yeah, I'll go with your answer. We're, okay. we're going to go TWA. Oh, and we are going Pan Am. The answer on December 1st, 2001, American Airlines bought Trans World Airlines TWA. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, we see where this game's not going. Not good, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. What musician was born Farouk Bulsara? Can you spell that, please? F-A-R-R-O-K-H-B-U-L-S-A-R-A. And that was B as in Bravo. I'm okay with that answer, and we are locking in. All right. Farouk Bulsara. Man, that's that's tough. Um, can you think of 
anyone with like a famous stage name that's, that's tough though we can go through that all day yeah. so. none right yeah no we could do a bunch only like of three them. or four i mean we wrote down pharrell williams just for the fact that it sounds similar to faroque but i mean pharrell williams is probably real but i mean i know he was so crazy enough freddie mercury was born in africa in zanzibar oh it is freddie mercury i think that's right because he was uh he had some middle eastern ancestry i believe so that could be right guys. i know makes me so mad it's like oh we might get one on these guys no uh yeah we're gonna okay we're locked in with freddie mercury. i'm telling you that's the high from my t-shirt i'm on fire today <laughs> yeah freddie mercury as well the answer is the late great freddie mercury all right at least we got points yeah Th- those uh recordings they have of him that are isolated are just unbelievable mm-hmm. i've heard some of those too they're mind-blowing number 10 this is where we get to the sports question all right rumored to be getting a new team in 2020 what city was home to the first American team to win the Stanley Cup? 100% locked in. I read this because uh, I saw them um, canvassing, or not canvassing, but like trying to get support to get the team there. Um, do you have any ideas? I mean, I you, got a sports question. <laughs> you watch hockey? Uh, vaguely. I watch hockey like in the postseason. I don't really follow it for the most part during the year. Or Well, what state doesn't news? have a hockey team, like a big one? Like major metropolitan. Well, the largest state that doesn't have a hockey team is Virginia by population. Okay. Because of the DC teams. Um, Tech. I mean, Texas has one. I was trying. To, uh, maybe no, not Iowa. They probably won't have one. Texas has a couple. California has a couple. New yeah. York has a couple. Alabama. Um, Alabama. Florida has a couple. Actually, um, Pennsylvania has a couple. So Illinois would be the other state by. Um, by population. Illinois then. might have a hockey team. Yeah, they might. Well, <laughs> they used to. I mean, it's, not, well, you only watch so the playoffs. Illinois, so you wouldn't know this Illinois, <laughs> Illinois is the most populated to only have one hockey uh, team of the of the top six states. Does Wisconsin have a hockey team? Nope. You've never heard of the Wisconsin Cheesers? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a of a city in the south like Louisiana. Hockey teams in the south tend to not do well. No, <laughs> they no. tend to move north after a few years. Yeah, the Florida ones are a surprising Klingon. Yeah. Um, Side tangent, though, are the Knights still in it? Las Vegas? Yeah. yeah. It's so great that they've been doing they so swept well. Oh, really? Knights, yeah. They Man. swept LA. That's well, when awesome. You, when you pick the best players from the best teams. That's, that's not how that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. That's not how it works. Uh, do you just want to go with um, Wisconsin? or? Well, I was trying to think of where an original six team would have played that doesn't play oh, now. Oh, or... yeah. That's a good point of the question. Yeah. Let's go to, in. for Wisconsin for no reason. You did ask for a city, correct? Yes. Uh, it's going to be Seattle. Yeah. Yes, the first American team to win the Stanley Cup was the Seattle Metropolitans in 1917, and rumor has it they're getting a new team in 2020. Yeah, a lot of the hang-up is around who's paying for the stadium because uh, they're trying to do one of those dual stadiums, so eventually they can bring the NBA back to Seattle so we can get the Supersonics back. Yeah, um, back when they were thinking about instating um, Vegas as well, they were also talking about Seattle mm-hmm. being the kind of counterpart to that. When are the Raiders going to be in Vegas next year? Next year, I can't Isn't wait it? for that. I, I, that's going to be fun. To answer the question though, of who's going to pay for it, it's the taxpayers. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, they always do. <laughs> Just ask Paul Allen; he's got enough money. So at the end of uh, round one, it looks like we are trailing thirty to fifty. Still close, close game though. You guys picked it up with that the hockey Washington question. Generals trailing thirty <laughs> yeah. to fifty. Well, they had a ladder on the court, so what do you what do you expect? <laughs> all righty i have a swing round and the category is wdtlsf and if you're asking yourself what do these letters stand for what do these letters stand for (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so i have 10 acronyms and context that i will give to you and then you will have as much time as you need to think about them five points a piece 10 questions 10 acronyms i will give you the letters and context number one ROTC to a U.S. college student. Number two, ISBN to a librarian. Number three, GMT to a maker of international clocks, and there are two possible answers. Number four, NIMBY to residents near a proposed development. Number five, GFCI to an electrician. Number six, FDIC to a banker. Number seven, RISP to a baseball stats geek. Number eight, OSHA, O-S-H-A, the U.S. government agency. Number nine, DVD 
according to dvdforum.org for a movie watcher or computer user. And number 10, OEM to someone looking for auto parts. <laughs> These are like all in Jeff's wheelhouse. Yeah. We're just watching him give the thumbs up to Neil over here. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's break apart and see what we can come up with. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're ready to hear the answers. ROTC to a U.S. college student, number one, guys. Uh, we went with recruitment official to colleges, which is wrong, but go. Um, yeah, we weren't sure either. We knew it was someone who's training to be in the military or at least like in a reserve. So we put reserve officer training corps. The answer is reserve officers training corps. Wow. Come on, man. That was a guess. <laughs> corps core was the one we were going back and forth on. I was pretty sure about the other part. This is, this is bad. That's a bad start. All right. <laughs> Number two, ISBN to a librarian. Um, we guessed international serial book number. We went with internal sorting book network. The answer is international standard book number. Ooh. Mm. See? Yeah, we were, I think we're off by like one or two words on these. We'll uh, see. Yeah. yeah. I think we got only one word right in that. <laughs> number three, GMT to a maker of international clocks. I'm almost 100% that this is Greenwich Mean Time. We'll agree with you. Uh, one of the acceptable answers is Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich Mean Time. <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time. Can't speak. <laughs> it's either Greenwich Mean Time or Greenwich Meridian Time, so that's correct. All right. And for those lovers of sweets over there, it's Greenwich Mint Time. <laughs> <laughs> Points. Number four, NIMBY, N-I-M-B-Y, to residents near a proposed development. Uh, we're going to go with no idea, my bros. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you think you're going to put that garbage dump next to my house? Not in my backyard. <laughs> that is correct. Not in my backyard. Oh, I was going to do a Clint Eastwood impression from Gran Torino, but that oh, was yeah. stomped over. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Not in my backyard. Can't really say a lot of the things he says in that movie. <laughs> Number five, GFCI to an electrician. Uh, we made up some words that sound like they'd be useful for electricians, and we went with ground, frequency, current, and interference. I, I was pretty sure <clears throat> Ken I might have a, a chance with this one because he deals with property management. Yeah, um, but I don't do I don't do the work. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I did for a while. I do the nitty-gritty. I believe this is a ground fault circuit interrupter. The answer is ground fault circuit interrupter. We got we got ground. <laughs> Good. Good for electricity in places with water, like kitchens and bathrooms mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you don't know, get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the FDIC to a banker. This one is great. This is one that I feel like I should have known, um, but we put uh, Federal Department of Insurance Commissions. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's the Federal Deposit Insurance, and we said corporation. Answer is Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Mm, good job, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff was back and forth on corporation or what company. Yeah. I, yeah, and he didn't know. And he luckily, he picked the right one. I mean, I see the sign, and it's literally written under the oh, FDIC. Yeah. It's, the words are there, and I see it 100 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, RISP to a baseball stats geek. Matt? Yeah, uh, this is one that I definitely knew, runners in scoring position. This is the only one that I knew, so runners in scoring <laughs> position. <laughs> it is indeed runners in scoring position. Number eight, OSHA, O-S-H-A, the U.S. government agency. We went with Office of Safety and Health Administration. Oh, administration. We, we thought about going that way, but it seemed a little redundant. It mm -hmm. is. 
Well, we didn't know it. Bureaucrats would name it that. That's, yeah. that's you know what? Fair point. Uh, we went office for the safety and health of Americans. Mm. Aha. Well, no points here. The answer is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Neil and I were talking about this and I was like, I think the A is administration, but what is the O? Mm -hmm. We couldn't figure out what the O was. So that makes sense. Number nine, according to DVDforum.org, DVD to a movie watcher or computer user. Hesitantly, we're going with digital video disc. We went with digital video disc as well. This is one of the most common misconceptions about DVD. It was a bit of a trick question. It is actually the digital versatile disc. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Right. Because it can handle data or any other things a lot much more than just video. Gotcha. I knew that one was going to be tricky. I had a feeling. Like, why would he put it in there if it was that easy? Mm-hmm. And number 10, OEM to someone looking for auto parts. Uh, official emission measurement. Okay, so I, um, I pretty quickly locked in. OEM, I know, are aftermarket parts that are made to the exact measurements of the same as the original, I'm pretty sure, or the same specs. So we guessed original exact measure. I, I don't know for sure, but... No, the answer is original equipment manufacturer. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. But you were on the right track. Yeah. So after the swing round, we are down 80 to 40. Still plenty of time for you guys. Yeah, though. okay. <laughs> <laughs> time for the second half, these 10 questions. Number one, which is the lower house of the British Parliament? Uh, we're locked in. Wonderful. Are there, there are no options? Yeah, I think it's Ravenclaw, if I, if I remember. <laughs> Please, get out of here, Hufflepuff. <laughs> I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, We're going to go with the House of Commons. Okay, Commoners? House, House of, of Commoners. Commons. <laughs> I think it's Commons. It's pretty House pejorative sounding. <laughs> yeah. We're locked in with yes. House of Commons. Your two choices would be House of Lords and House of Commons. We said House of Commons. And the answer is the House of Commons. All right. Points all around. Yay. <laughs> Number two, Paul Gottlieb Nipkow and Philo Farnsworth were inventors whose creations led to what modern and ubiquitous device? We're locked in. Yep, us too. Good. <laughs> if you if you botch this, I'm going to be sad. You're going to have to explain it because I didn't even have a chance to think about it yeah. for Jeff. So As far as I'm concerned, that is the television. Yep, we agree. The television. It is indeed the television. Points all around again. Hmm. You guys knew that like immediately. Yeah, the, there's a. Yeah, I was curious about that too. So, uh, you, uh, you can go for it. <laughs> My major was television production. Oh, uh, I thought Ken was going to get it from the fact that he and I were both huge fans of Futurama, oh. and the main professor, uh, Hubert Farnsworth, is named in honor of this uh, inventor of the TV. Mm. Well, aha, part of partial creator of the TV. And yeah. I own upwards of two TVs. So that is. You are a, you're a man above. He's, he's, he's yanking your chain. Nobody owns two TVs. Yeah. I moved above the House of Commons, is what I'm saying. Number three. The science that deals with the mechanics of the launching, flight, behavior, and effects of projectiles, such as bullets, unguided bombs, rockets, etc., is known as what? Can you think of... I have a couple guesses, but I'd like to talk it out. Oh, well, okay. that's not good for us. Um we're we're locked in with an answer. <laughs> oh yeah. I, so it, Jeff wrote this down. This is the larger category, I think. All right. So Jeff wrote down ballistics, which sounds right for the projectiles. But then he said that was a subset of. I think it's a subset of like a. It's a specific type of fluid dynamics. That so. Fluid dynamics know. sounds like a good trivia answer. I mean, I, but fluid dynamics covers a lot of things. It covers like the airflow over wings. It covers the aero. You know oh, how oh. cars travel through air. I mean, oh, okay. It's so not then, just specifically projectiles. The well, study of milkshakes. I would guess ballistics, but okay, I'm fine with yes. ballistics. <laughs> the study of milkshakes. We're gonna go <laughs> ballistic and then redacted and sever. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are right, but we're gonna go with rocketology. The answer is ballistics. Uh, that's obvious. Yeah. Rocketology is a good band name. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. In the TV crime shows, they always go with ballistics to the uh, to the ballistics expert when somebody's shot to find out the bullet and how it trajectored and all of they that. They return stuff. the report in like 10, ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just run it through the computer. Yeah, well, we got, press a, the button we, got a fingerprint, we got a fingerprint match within 10 minutes. It's either fingerprint, <laughs> semen, or ballistics. So yeah. it's one of those that gets you caught. Semen, ballistics. Is... At least with Neil. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we should do. And. Uh... <laughs> No. DNA matches where they just basically Google somebody's DNA and it comes up with a match. Yeah. It's like, Siri, show me DNA. <laughs> Number four. 
What was the name of the hurricane that struck Houston in late August of 2017? There's only one I could think of, and He's I know. Like, I think that might be right. Yeah, we're sorry, David Ruffetto, if we get this wrong. There was like Didn't three. We, we had him on hurricanes. like right after, and I believe he talked about it. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We had to postpone because, um, yeah. yeah, but we reached out, made sure all was well, which because of what was that hurricane was. name? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you guys locked in? Is that what I we mean? are? We are yeah. locked in. So, initially, obviously, in that time period, you had Sandy, which was New York. Um, and then there was the one that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then there was Florida, which I can't remember. I do remember the, the photo of Eli Manning standing in the lobby of his. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard building. to keep all these straight. Cause there was, there's like two or three, especially devastating hurricanes last year. Maria hit, uh, Puerto Rico mm-hmm. for which, by the way, Puerto Rico still is like 40% without power. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so um, they have so many paper towel rolls. Uh, I would love to laugh at that joke, but it just makes me sad. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Hurricane. So, Andrew, is that... Didn't this one come after? After Andrew? At, no, after Maria. Yeah. So, they go by... by um, oh, because Andrew would be the first one then. Yeah. Hugo? I was just thinking of... I can't remember. Names. Let's just go with Andrew. Andrew it remember. is. I feel like they retired Hurricane Andrew. I know it was pretty bad. That was early, mid-90s, too. Or early 90s, mid-90s. Um, I think it was one of the first... It may have been one of the first named hurricanes of a season to be a Category 5, too. I can't remember. There's something with Andrew that's pretty famous, but I don't remember. Uh, I believe the one you're looking for is Hurricane Harvey. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Houston in 2017 was Hurricane Harvey. And then Hurricane Irma struck right after that in Florida. Yeah, Yeah, and then Maria, again, Puerto Rico. Parts of Florida, but mostly Puerto Rico. That's Hmm. a lot of hurricanes to get all the way up to M. No, the one that was really... uh, 2005 was the season that was really bad. We were getting into like the double letters and... Mm. But climate change is just a myth, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say they did a a study about um, papers to get the like 97% of scientists agree and they realized that people stopped talking about it in the science community because they just accepted it as fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They no longer had to argue their case. Number five, what TV personality had the good fortune to replace legendary Adrian Cronauer on Armed Forces Radio Vietnam? I, I don't know if Adrian Cronauer is the guy from Good Morning Vietnam that Rob Williams played. Um, it could be. We'll lock in. We're locked in with an answer. Okay. So um, I think Cronkite actually was reporting the vietnam war in a studio so i don't think it would be him so i was trying to think of like people who would have surpassed him like ted koppel um uh dan rather Uh, i don't think it's bill curtis he's a local guy um and then i I wrote arlie ermy just because he recently passed away Mm -hmm. a couple uh, like last week or a couple days ago Mm -hmm. and i know he was in the marines but i just don't see i mean he was a personality but i doubt he would have been in radio that early he could have been what do you think about that? Like a, a, a famous personality post Vietnam, like pretty, a Dan Rather. I'm pretty lost on this one. I really don't have any bearings. I have no, I have no bearings either. So I wrote Arlie Ermey, but I just don't think that that's him. I, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like Cronkite was doing stuff earlier than the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's why he was already like an anchor. Want to just go Dan Rather? Sure. Yeah, we went with the one person we knew was a reporter during Vietnam for sure and was very active, and that is Walter Cronkite. Okay, Adrian Cronauer was indeed the person that Robin Williams portrayed in Good Morning Vietnam. He had kind of like a, a morning show kind of thing, and I buried a clue in there that you guys passed on. He had the good fortune to replace Adrian Cronauer. It is Pat Sajak. Oh, huh. Interesting. Fun fact. Columbia graduate. Ken and uh, Pat Sajak are alums of the same school. <laughs> I mean, it, hopefully it'll work out for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's pretty low-key under the radar. Usually you only see him at Capitals games. Number six. If you allow soy milk to coagulate and press it into soft white blocks, what high-protein, low-calorie food have you made? We're locked in. Yeah, we're locked in. Yeah, I mean, it's tofu, isn't it? I think so, but there's a couple different soy products. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a couple of vegetarians that it would be... I think it's tofu, but... Uh... Seems. I can't think of anything else because yeah. I know tofu. it's a soy-based product. So. As uh, Doug would say, mm, or don't. sing, tofu is our answer. Killer tofu. <laughs> Killer tofu. <laughs> Points all around. It is tofu. Mm-hmm. Doug was such a good show. Yeah, classic. Number seven. Which astronaut had the right stuff in his DNA to be the last man to walk on the moon? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not New Kids on the Block. 
Yeah, I think that's right. It's a Wahlberg. Marky Mark. We're in. What did we put down? Oh, yeah. Let's do last name only. It's not yep. right. Um, yeah, so um, so we went uh, McIntyre. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we, we went last name Shepard. We went uh, John Glenn. I don't though that's incorrect. He never walked on the moon, sadly. I know. He's an astronaut, though. Not anymore. Hmm. <laughs> he passed away. Again, I had a clue buried in here. The right stuff in his DNA could be his genes. It was Gene Cernan. Oh, you, oh yeah. We, know, all, we all latched on to you know, other things. You know, we got a Cernan Space Center here. I was going to say, you know, the best part about that, right, is he, he grew up like two miles from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really? What town? Uh, Bellwood, I think. Oh, yeah. Our friend lives yeah, in Bellwood. He had a, there's a street named after him over there. And oh. a Space Center. We can all go visit there after this game together. Yeah. What I think is funny about that is that's like two Chicago-ish tie-ins. So. I know. Brent's bringing the, bringing the thunder here today. Is the Cernan Space Center that's near Triton or on the campus i don't remember nearby. That, when that i was I a kid remember. i think i was in a pamphlet for for certain <laughs> willingly or was that did they just take yeah. your picture and not tell you no it was like set up hey kid want to be in a certain space pamphlet you kids like space <laughs> <laughs> they were shopping me around as a model or something i don't know uh, that was in your previous model days <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to ask my mom what the <laughs> that was about <laughs> <laughs> Old space model Ken. We There's call something him. I remember, but maybe I dreamed. It. I don't want to, This sounds like a repressed memory. Let's not go there. Well, we were looking for your thing that you have, and it's space model. So every yeah. <laughs> Neil has movies, Jeff has science, and you have space model. Space modeling. It'd be great if you were like the Robin Sparkles of space modeling, <laughs> but you didn't know it. There's like a like a video for like ten year old Ken. Ken's like, <laughs> no, no, I was like four. Uh, Let's go to the planetarium. Doesn't have the same ring though. Yeah, uh, right. Number eight. What legendary guitarist had a brief experience with the 101st Airborne, but was discharged after injuring his ankle in a parachute jump? Okay, we're in. You think it's Elvis? I remember he volunteered for military service, and something tells me that his career was cut short, and I can't remember why. Well, the clues, I don't even know if he's been putting clues in all the uh, questions, so he said experience. Uh, We can be 101st Airborne. They're still, doesn't that still exist or no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Um, I mean, Elvis kind of makes sense, but I, I thought that he just joined the military as like a PR thing and didn't really do anything. I thought it was more for him, for like his image than actually, you know, like Ted Williams went to the war and actually fought and came back. Right. But like, I think Elvis was like, I don't know. Yo, man, Can I, I, I ain't going to be fighting it. How there. about we do this, Neil? <laughs> how about we get the, uh, the question one more time and you listen for clues? Okay. Okay. Sorry. I had a minor distraction here. I have ducklings in my office. Continue. Please, please legend- elaborate on that. Hold on. <laughs> I thought you said elaborate. Uh, <laughs> it's like elaborate how, ele- how elaborate. <laughs> I, I do indeed have two small ducklings in my office, and they were pecking and making a little bit of noise, and I was hoping that they would be quiet. That's f***ing adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have office ducklings in the studio? Yeah, we should. We're, well, uh, that's a new you, Patreon you, level. $500, we, we will get ducklings we, for the studio. <laughs> but we, we, he didn't really elaborate. We, right. we don't have the why yet. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we are obviously. I'm in a town of two thousand people out in rural Southern Illinois, and my daughters are all in the FFA, which is Future Farmers of America, or was Future oh, Farmers right. of America. That wasn't one of the ten, so I didn't know that one. Just so you know. And uh, they have been raising my my eldest daughter raised chickens, and the following two daughters have raised ducks. Hmm. Nice, that's cool. That's really cool. And uh, the other the duck daughters are actually in your backyard as we speak they're on the way home from chicago today oh, nice. oh cool i thought we we both we all looked we looked at the back window the backyard <laughs> what's what's the, what's <laughs> terrifying the, what's going to be the ultimate fate of these ducklings do i want to know uh Fuck they wow. will live out a they will live out a happy life great that's good to know mm-hmm. oh so you're okay so you're okay i see what you're saying so you're putting 101st airborne into the it's, 50s he said world war ii right Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay. You need to think of people in the early, like early 50s, mid 50s. All right. I don't like Elvis, but we can just go with it. <laughs> you don't like Elvis? I mean, for this answer. Oh. Yeah. Clarify. <laughs> um, <laughs> go Elvis. That's fine. All right. We're going Elvis. We're uh, pulling on the experience, uh, the use of the word experience. Oh, f- Jimmy Hendrix. Going Jimi Hendrix. I knew it. It is, it is indeed Jimi Hendrix. I heard experience and then stopped listening. <laughs> Was I thinking, uh, did I just make up World War II? Yes. Yep. Yeah, see, I knew, no, enough. World War II happened, Jeff. You I knew he didn't. I knew he didn't say it. That's why I was. Uh, well, because that—that's what I would. That's why I was thinking it wasn't Hendrix. Well, but I yeah. know, but I, I, that's why I didn't hear World War II. Yeah. Any messages for Jimi Hendrix? That makes sense. 
Pick just up heard the dog. wrong thing. Number nine. What name is given to an angle greater than 90 degrees, but less than 180 degrees? Got it. Are you locked in? Yeah, I'm going to make a pun of it, too. Uh, what an obtuse question. Thank you. Yes, I knew. Darn I, you. I called the answer Andrew joke. Uh, we're locked in with that. That joke wasn't acute, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it, was the right, it was the right joke. Was to it make. the right joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's obtuse. The question or? Both. It's what Andy. Matt's, Matt's behavior and the answer. <laughs> all right. Obtuse all around. And from Shawshank Redemption, or am I being obtuse? That is the answer. Number 10. In Australian slang, what is a thunderbox? Ooh. Thunder. No. I mean, at least they are Australian. You've yeah. got the right tie in there. Yeah. Thunderbox. <laughs> <laughs> got some bad things to say. <laughs> Not, no, bad Ken. Bad Ken. <laughs> well, we had Garfield at Cats earlier. <laughs> really? Is that where you're going with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there is the thunder from Down Under. Mm-hmm. I mean, my initial thought was a boombox as well, but I just... My feel, Australian slang is not super great. I just I just feel like that that's too easy, but... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, otherwise you and I will sit here all day. So. Is there, I mean, other than a... Thun- uh, what about an amp? Plug, anyway. plug it to my thunderbox. Yeah, plug... <laughs> Yeah, stick it, stick it in my thunderbox. Um, all right, we're gonna go with uh, with boombox. <laughs> we're gonna go with the old porcelain throne, the toilet. Ooh. The answer is, and I'll go ahead and give it to you. The answer is a portable toilet. Yes. Nice. A Johnny on the spot. Uh. So after round two, uh, we both got sixty points. Uh, so we weren't able to make up any ground. The Washington Generals have one hundred points and. Uh, Neil and Jeff over there, who remain <laughs> nameless, have 140. Not quite Globetrotters. No, no, not Globetrotters. We can't do any of the tricks, but yeah. I can't whistle really well either, so. And Jeff is not funky enough. Here are the categories for the final wager questions. There are five of them. Number one is lizards. Number two, you're such a joker. Number three, sports. Number four, Human and bovine anatomy, and number five, moms of presidents. Mm. All the bets are in. Here are the questions for the final wagers. Number one, lizards. What lizard has 14,000 hair-like structures per square millimeter on its feet, allowing it to stick to any surface known to man except Teflon, which provides excellent insurance against falling. Mm. Number two, you're such a joker. In Pinochle, what card must be paired with the Queen of Spades to form a Pinochle meld? Number three, sports. What city is home to the current champions of the Canadian Football League? Number four, human and bovine anatomy... Do cows have more, less, or the same number of teeth than adult humans? And number five, moms of presidents. Which U.S. president's mother was curiously named Stanley Ann? Those are your five questions. That was not what we thought it would be. (laughs) Um. I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like <laughs> she should have, exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, we are all in. You just want to go with those? Sure. We're we're are you, are you sure about three? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to defer to you on it, but I I don't know. Well, since they're locked in, uh, we'll just talk about the one question. So, on, in sports, um, Mark Trestman used to be a coach here in Chicago for the Bears, and he was really successful with the Montreal Alouettes in Canada. When he came to Chicago, he had already won I think two two Grey Cups. He went back to Canada for, um, after the Bears, and after he went to Baltimore as the offensive coordinator. But I believe, I don't know if he was the coach, but I believe Toronto re- most recently won because I, I think their uniforms are blue because the Alouettes, I think, are red and white. And I believe Toronto, I don't know, I, I put Montreal and Toronto, but I think it's Toronto. Okay. Then so, we'll, go with, we'll go with Toronto then. Okay. All right. All our answers are locked in. All right. Let's take them one by one. Number one, lizards. What lizard has 14,000 hair-like structures per square millimeter on its feet? allowing it to stick to any surface known to man except Teflon, which provides excellent insurance against falling. So uh, Jeff and I... Uh, Tragically wagered, bet nothing. Yeah, we wagered zero on this question, and we put gecko. Uh, we also went gecko. Yeah, but we you wa- did, you wagered. We wagered 20. Yeah. The answer is indeed gecko. As soon as he said uh, insurance, I was like, oh, no. Because... <laughs> yeah. I mean, even without the clue, I you had, felt pretty good you about You had Gecko? That. Okay. Yeah. Number two, you're such a joker. In Pinochle, what card must be paired with the Queen of Spades to form a Pinochle meld? We wager 10, uh, foolishly, and we, have new, we know nothing about uh, Pinochle, so we just went King of Spades. So we wagered 20, um, and now that I think about it, I think I was thinking of the wrong game. I was thinking of Baccarat, which is not the same game, uh, but I said the Two of Spades. No, the answer is the Jack of Diamonds. Mm, so close. <laughs> yeah. No, no card, no card players there. I see. No. You know most that's, that's what, poker. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we consistently get wrong at trivia every week is yeah. any sort of card game. But we refuse to learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're very stubborn. About <laughs> well, it. at least you're sticking to your guns then. Yeah. Um, number three, the city that is home to the current champions of the Canadian Football League. So we went 10, uh, and we were between Montreal and Toronto. We know the Alouettes win a lot, but I I believe, and this was on me, uh, I leaned towards Toronto for that question, so we went Toronto. And we wagered 20, and based on Matt's referral, we are going the other way and going Montreal. And the answer is the Toronto Argonauts. That hurts. Are the current champions of the CFL. We Thank just can't catch a break. Thank you, Jason. And of MLS also, Toronto FC is the reigning champions. Oh, cool. Good, good time for Toronto. Maybe, and their basketball team's doing very maybe well, too. Maybe the Leafs will do something this year. No, they're already down. <laughs> no, let, let's, not, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> Who are, who's the basketball team? Raptors. The Raptors. Oh, oh they're, they're good? They're in it. Yes, they're oh. good. Yeah, they're quite good. <laughs> they're good. They're, they're very much in it. Number four, human and bovine anatomy. Do cows have more, less, or the same number of teeth than adult humans. Um, so we wagered uh, 30 on this one. Um, I, we based purely on them mostly being vegetarian. I, we would think that they'd have less teeth, so we went with less. And uh, we wagered 10. Um, you know, we, we thought maybe public thinking would, would make it seem they have more because they chew all day, but we just thought it might be an interesting fact if they had the same amount of teeth. And the answer is they both have 32, the same number of teeth. Just can't catch a break. I, I was I was basing that on the strength of uh, giraffes have the same number of neck bones that humans have. Because mm. oh. it's a, you know, mammals share a lot of bone structure. Even though it's different, I figured maybe teeth are the same. So mm. Yeah, we all have the same thunderbox. 
And number five, Moms of Presidents, which U.S. president's mother was curiously named Stanley Ann? Uh, we went 10 on this one. Uh, we didn't really know it. I just was thinking of an old question I wrote about Calvin Coolidge being curious, and Jeff said, okay, whatever, just go with it. <laughs> so we went Calvin Coolidge. And uh, we bet 10, and just on a guess, we said Lincoln. No, the answer, actually, her name was Stanley Ann Dunham. The answer is Barack Obama. Oh, wow. Oh. Hmm. Didn't know that. Again, a Chicago reference. Yeah, you had a lot of them in there. That was great. Sticking with form, the Washington Generals over here finishing with 40. <laughs> and uh, today's cream of the crop is Neil and Jeff. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. With 140. With 140. Which is a pretty good Washington Generals um, score. 140 to 40. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's important that you keep it close uh, in the first half and then you just kind of fall apart. Right, because all the ticket buyers you want them to be entertained for a little while yeah by the time you're dumping confetti on somebody's head then it should be people are ready to go they've, they've <laughs> right. had their hot dog they're kind of done and when you bring it. a seven-year-old in to come shoot threes yeah un- unguarded well that's just like mike is what that yeah that kid would probably do better than me <laughs> uh yeah these are great questions brent um this is a really really well put together game thank you very much i'm glad you guys enjoyed them yeah, we always enjoy having you on. Um, can you talk uh really really quickly again about uh, sports trivia face-off and where people can find it it is the Sports Trivia Face-Off. It'll be on iTunes and Spotify. It is already on iTunes. It'll be on Spotify soon. Um, same format, just all based on sports. So if you think you know your sports trivia, feel free to give a listen or maybe be a contestant. Great. And you have a Facebook group as well, right? Yes, we have a Sports Trivia Face-Off Facebook group as well. That's hard to say. Sports Trivia Face-Off Facebook group. Great. Well, hopefully everyone can check that out and um, become a contestant for you. Matt, why don't you tell people uh, where to find us on social media and everywhere else all right and to get in touch with us uh you can always check out our website uh www.trivialitypodcast.com search for us on facebook twitter at triviality pod if you'd like to support us patreon.com slash triviality podcast thanks to brent for hosting and all the guys in the studio and that was triviality well let's say for the moment this blatch does exist you think he'd just fall to his knees and cry, Yes, I did it, I confess. Oh, and by the way, I have a life term to my sentence. You know that wouldn't matter. With Tommy's testimony, I can get a new trial. Well, that's assuming Latch is even still there. Chances are excellent he'd be released by now. Well, they'd have his last known address, names of relatives. It's a chance, isn't it? How can you be so obtuse? What? What did you call me? Obtuse? Is it deliberate?